Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Endurance Cartel Podcast. I am your performance and lifestyle coach, Javier Pineda. If you enjoy the content, make sure to tell your friends and head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and please leave us a review. Want to know when the next episode is coming out? If so, head over to my website at endurancecartel.com. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get down to business. And thanks for joining me today for episode three of the Endurance Cartel podcast. This is the first of a series of episodes on how to hijack your own metabolism and use it to your advantage. You will learn how to properly burn fat, limit, or completely avoid chronic sickness, injuries, struggles with losing weight, and plateauing. Whether you're an athlete or a regular Joe that loves training with either your trainer or in a group fitness class, this episode is for you. A story a few years ago, I had a female client who used to come to my spinning classes. And for those who don't know, I used to teach spinning before being a trainer. She wanted to start training. Last time I had seen her, she was expecting her second child. Now, as a mother of two in her mid-30s, still with a lean physique, as I remember, she looked desperate for answers of why she had plateaued in her exercise routine. After I asked her a series of lifestyle questions, I determined whether I would be the right person to train her. She continued telling me that she still loves to do the cardio type of classes like boxing, spinning, and Barry's Bull camp. She's even competing in some half marathons or was competing in some half marathons, but she felt that she was no longer making any gains in fitness. Her face looked tired and stressed from whatever the game of life had been throwing at her. But as a father of two, I can only guess that lack of sleep had something to do with it. She continued telling me that in the past months she had gained some weight, her knees and low back were hurting her and her stomach has been a mess. But most significantly, she was lacking energy to even run 10 minutes at an easy pace. She was constantly hungry, she says. So I gave her my suggestion on just limiting the amount of classes that she was attending, but she refused. Sadly enough, she has come to accept that all these symptoms as her new normal and doesn't have to be that. More is not always better when training. It became a rat race for her. Many people tend to think that in order to make gains in fitness and reach peak performance, you have to train longer and harder as often as possible. Unfortunately, this method of training tends to backfire almost always. In my 20 plus years as a fitness practitioner, I have witnessed many individuals with a similar symptom, with similar symptoms, I might add, like the example I just mentioned. I personally went through these symptoms in my early days when I was competing in triathlons and also teaching group fitness classes. It was brutal for me. My adrenal glands were shot and I took my state of being as part of the process and thought that I would be stronger and more resilient when it came time for racing. Turned out that I was even more tired by the time racing came around. I couldn't even get out of bed. Your body is a vast source of information and it's always talking to you. The real question you must ask yourself is why are these problems occurring and what do they mean? Understand that when you train, you not only affect the physical, but you also affect the hormonal, emotional, and mental side. Your body is always working as a unit. If one area is suffering, other areas are suffering as well. Your body speaks to you through symptoms, and if you don't address the root of the cause as soon as possible, all sorts of issues like sickness, fatigue, high resting heart rate, low sex drive, constipation, being hungry all the time, tiredness, injury, plateauing, not being able to lose weight, all these can be avoided. So in order to increase peak performance and to hijack your body's metabolism to use it in your advantage, there are certain considerations you need to know about endurance and physiology. Assessing your lifestyle, assessing your nutrition, and assessing life stressors are of key importance. There's a lot of rich information. I've condensed it all the best way I can. And for the purpose of you digesting this information accordingly, this episode will only discuss lifestyle. Nutrition and life stressors will have their episode as well after this one. 
Taking inventory on your own lifestyle is pivotal. You have to evaluate your sleep, weekly fitness routine, and your daily exercise level. So when it comes to sleep, sleep is the most underrated performance enhancing drug there is. And I hate to use the word drug, but nothing else came to mind. But interestingly enough, most people, including myself, didn't realize that missing out on your Z's is a sign of poor health, irritability, impaired cognition, foggy brain, potentially overtraining, being depressed, and other lists of chronic diseases like obesity. I wasn't obese, by the way, but sometimes I was gaining weight. I remember that I used to take pride in not sleeping that much. I would boast about me training so much and sleeping very little. I would say I had to go to bed late because I had to go swimming after teaching an evening spinning class. I don't know why I did that, but surely enough, that managed to bite me up the ass when my endurance decreased dramatically and my motivation to continue training came crashing down. I was obliged to change my own personal philosophy. I read somewhere that very nice definition I want to share with you about failure. Failure is a few errors in judgment repeated every day. But here's the thing. I repeated this error of not sleeping for a lot of years. I let it accumulate and it became a disaster, a chronic disaster. My thinking went something like this. If I sleep four or five hours, I'll be fine. I'll get a nap somewhere to make up and take some espresso shots if needed. I will make it up going to bed early next time. Next day came around, I would do the same thing, tripping on the same rock, the insanity all over again. But here's the interesting part. Just because disaster isn't coming on the first day doesn't mean it isn't coming at all. So it accumulated to the point that I had lost all sorts of motivations. Even if I wanted to give my best, I couldn't because sleep deprivation had held me back in my performance and held me back in so much I could have given, but I underestimated the power of sleep. Nowadays, every action I take, I ask myself, what's that going to cost me down the road in fitness? If it's my career, I ask myself, what's that going to cost me down the road in my, in my business? There's always a consequence to everything. I had to eliminate those errors and start good and simple habits. Going to bed earlier, buying a new and better mattress, it's your sleep, and adopting some methods to have a better quality of sleep has been simple to implement. Very simple. Cheaper than buying a bicycle, I'll tell you that much. It's interesting that as a triathlete, and I speak for myself, but I know there's a lot of triathletes that will relate, that I took better care of my bicycle than I did of my own health. Isn't that sick? That's insane. But still to this day, I meet a lot of triathletes, more triathletes than anything else, that they take better care of their bicycles than they do their bodies. All these implementations are very simple of going to bed earlier, meditation before going to bed. But the reason I didn't do anything like this sooner was because if something is simple to do, it is also simple not to do. I would hear it every single day, every other day, you better get some sleep. You're going to feel refreshed. You're going to think better. You're going to rationalize better. You're going to be in a better mood. I, I hear it all the time, but it's simple not to do that. The simple things of taking care of yourself, like sleep, are also simple things not to do. It's something to be very aware of. And in contrast, a nice definition of success is defined as a few simple disciplines practiced every day. For me, sleeping is a necessity, not a luxury. If you're not sleeping at least seven to eight hours, you are missing out on the most important hormone for growth and repair, GH hormone. I personally wear an aura ring and provides me with insightful information on how my sleep patterns are. And when I doubt about my resting heart rate that the aura ring gives me, I take my own heart rate. Just to confirm it, if I should physically rest or not that day, I will explain more on how you can take your resting heart rate whenever you feel like you are not trusting technology. But 99% of the time, that resting heart rate the aura ring gives me is 
Amazing. I cherish my sleep. Sometimes sleep for me doesn't come easy with two toddlers, but I still try to get the most I can because how I sleep is going to determine the person I am entirely, the kind of decisions I make, the kind of mood I'm in, especially when you have kids, you don't want to be in a bad mood. So when it comes down to knowing your weekly fitness routine, how does it look like? Are you doing too much high intensity classes a week? Are you allowing yourself to rest at least one day out of the week? Maybe two. Are you balancing strength and endurance accordingly? When you have a fitness routine, you need to develop two things, aerobic-based conditioning and strength-based conditioning. These two will put you in a place where you're going to develop more muscle, which burns more calories, and aerobic conditioning will allow you to burn more fat as opposed to just burning carbohydrate calories, which I'll explain later what they are. Doing too much of anything is never good for you. Evaluate your days based on your goals and what needs to be addressed first. Always do what's important first. If you're a cardio junkie, perhaps more strength work and flexibility would be ideal and vice versa. Let me point out something. If you're an endurance athlete, I suggest you strength train instead of doing head classes as too much volume in the cardio department may lead to overtraining. Just talking out of experience here, but you can do as you wish. So following along in our assessment is daily exercise level. How much intensity is in your exercise? So using the mom of two kids as our example, and going back to what we were saying about developing your aerobic fitness. In these group fitness classes, most likely you're going to be training at above 85% of your maximum heart rate. If you do not know what that means, it means that you're going very up in your heart rate and you can barely say two words. Orange Theory is a great example. It'll work at the beginning though, but then you stagnate. Why? Because it tends to drive you to go above and beyond your aerobic fitness. You are anaerobic most of the time. I want to make a small note that a women's body composition contains a huge chunk of type 1 muscle fibers. These are the endurance muscle fibers, while men's real estate is dominated more by type 2 muscle fibers, which are anaerobic. Aerobic means with oxygen, aka fat burning. And anaerobic means without oxygen, which is where we burn our carbohydrates. What this means is that women are greater endurance because they are naturally good fat burners. But you got to be able to access that unlimited storage of fat calories that you currently possess. And why even deplete your limited amount of 2,000 calorie carbohydrate storage? You have enough fat calories to travel across the whole country. How do you tap into the fat calories? First, let's talk about the purpose of training with heart rate. So the way that heart rate comes into high intensity training if you do an interval on the treadmill, for example, you go above 85%, like all these group fitness classes does. Some even go at 90%. You run for a minute or two. You're going all out. Then you need to come down between 70 and 80%. The reason being that a trigger, the fat burn, at least 30 to 60 seconds, you need a rest. It all depends on the intensity and time of the interval, but you have to allow yourself to rest and let your heart rate come down. Get a chance to going to that fat burning stage that is necessary to trigger the benefits of high intensity training. If you do not rest, it stops being high intensity training. It just becomes one big hit to your adrenal glands. This is why it's imperative that you train your aerobic condition. There is a time and a place to go fast. If you rely too much on your aerobic conditioning and go strictly to anaerobic, you're never going to fulfill what you can. This is why it's imperative to train your aerobic conditioning and why your example, the mother of two, was always tired. Depending on how aerobically fit you are, you can recover doing low impact and intensity exercises as active recovery for that interval. That means sit-ups, tricep extensions, bicep curls. But if you're a newbie, I suggest you rest completely because you will not adapt. Adaptation will be non-existent for you. I want to make a quick key note in regards to high intensity training and on hormonal considerations when training women. 
I find that it's imperative that if you're training a woman to know when her menstrual cycle starts and to modify their exercise program for that period of time. Studies have shown that it is also hard for women to continue doing their normal type of workout routine, especially HIIT type of classes. They find it difficult to recover during this phase. So if you're a woman and you're listening to this, if you're going through the cycle, it's a great day to reduce training intensity or volume or take the whole day off. But if you're an instructor or a trainer, it's also a great day to listen to your client or students. Don't be pushing them. Women cannot train like men for many reasons that we will not discuss today, but we will later on episodes. But understand that men can get away with a lot more things than women can. Men are more like Tonka trucks. Women are more like Ferraris, okay? They're two different things. You got to be taking care of those Ferraris, all right? Now more than ever, we have access to technology like the Aura Ring, Whoop Bracelet, and watches like Garmin, Sunto, Polar, Apple Watch. All these can track your activity levels and you can learn more about your heart rate, for example. It will tell you just how hard you've been working, whether you've been aerobic fat burning or anaerobic carbohydrate burning. Plus a lot of more things. These watches nowadays, they tell you more things than you need to. I still can't figure out a lot of the information that Garmin gives me. You might be asking, how do you know when you are burning fat or burning just carbohydrate calories? I want to make a quick note here on heart rate. Knowing your resting and maximal heart rate is essential as it all this determines your zones. Zones 1 and 2 are ideal for fat burning. We spend 90% of our day in this zone and the other 10% we're burning carbohydrates. I want to remind you, it's not all about working out as well. You have to evaluate your nutrition and your life stressors as well. But first, in order for you to determine your resting heart rate, if you do not know how to do this, here's how you do it. First thing in the morning, when you wake up, you go to the bathroom and you do your business. Walk around the house or your apartment for a few minutes and then lay down on your couch for about a minute. Take note of your heart rate. Repeat this process two to three days and the average is your resting heart rate. If you don't have a strap, a heart rate strap, just slightly press the index and middle fingers of one hand on the opposite wrist, just below the base of the thumb. You can also do it on the side of your neck so you can feel the pulse. Count the number of beats for 30 seconds and multiply times two. If you find that your resting heart rate taken in the morning is high, about 10 beats per minute higher than your normal average, I suggest you take the day off, physically that is, or do something like stretching because if your heart rate is up, you still have not recovered from your previous session. Sometimes it's maybe two days, not just one, so just keep that in mind. The average resting heart rate for adults is anywhere between 60 to 100 beats per minute. For elite and well-trained adults, it's 40 to 60 beats per minute, sometimes less. I think Lance was about 30 two or something like that. I know a cyclist that was 28. That's insane. So getting your maximum heart rate, on the other hand, can be done in a few ways. But one way I do not suggest is through the formula of 220 minus your age. This formula comes with all the watches, I think. It is archaic. It's been proven to be archaic and inaccurate. I use 211 minus 64% of your age. This formula work better, but in reality, all formulas have a margin of error. My go-to method to getting your maximum heart rate is going through either a VO2 max test, which I can do, or a 10-minute all-out field test. It can be rowing, swimming, running, cycling, whatever you want. You can do it on a treadmill or an indoor cycle, but the difference is anywhere between 5 to 10% in heart rate. The heart rate tends also to be lower because, of course, you are indoors. If you decide that wearing a heart rate monitor is not for you, do whatever you want, but I strongly suggest you keep on monitoring your rate of perceived exertion. That's the RPE. This usually goes from 1 to 10, 1 being the easiest and 10 being the hardest. 
So if you're constantly going to high intensity classes, there is a cost, just like the cause of not sleeping. If you're willing to take that cost, go for it. I never tell people not to do something. I always let them experience. You can always get back to developing aerobic fitness whenever you feel like you've had enough. But if you're always pushing yourself, if you have a stressful life and a high impact and high intensity fitness life, that is, eventually there's going to be a price. So as long as you're aware of that, then you make your own choices. So I hope you enjoyed this portion of the whole series I have. And please don't forget to leave me a review. Any questions that you might have, topics that you want to listen to. I wish you guys an amazing rest of your day. Train smart kids.